0: keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself no matter how wonderfully perverted they are go listen to the outro if you want to connect and enjoy hello lovely humans i'm y.o. lee and you are listening to sex stories a podcast where we share details about the fucks we give in an effort to increase pleasure and make the world a more loving place our guest today i'm super excited to introduce to you as always he is a 31 year old straight dude married for six years but they've been together longer than that he's a switch we're going to talk about that and a firefighter slash emt from texas welcome kurt
1: hello Wild.
0: so first let's start off by i'd like you to rate yourself on a sexual shame one being totally shameless ten being super full of shame where are you in your life at this moment
1: i would say probably a two or three. I can okay. I can be shameless to a point, but I can still blush, I guess. I, I can't, be, can't be completely shameless.
0: Okay. And can you just give us a tiny little snippet overview of what your sex life is like right now?
1: Right now, it's been kind of difficult with the COVID and everything going on. I'm kind of on the front lines of that with yeah. what I do. So, um, and my wife, unfortunately, has underlying conditions to where I have had to sequestered from her so it's oh, been a bit um, it's been a bit difficult lately on that end but it's we've we've gotten to where we can communicate better and, and that kind of so it's it's been difficult but it's brought us together more if that makes sense so it, it's been it's been interesting lately
0: are you seeing her at all right now or what is that like
1: i am we we finally broken down to the point to where we couldn't do it anymore yeah. um she lost her father recently and that oh. kind of thing so it, it's been one of those that I, I just i can't be apart from her and she's willing to some of the risks. And mm. I, I've been careful as far as like having any symptoms. I mean, we, we check our temperatures before we go in every day and that sort of thing. So, but, uh, but for a time there, it was, I didn't see her for a month and that was very hard. So uh, we've kind of been catching up lately. So it's been, it's been good.
0: Wow. Okay. When do you first remember hearing about sex?
1: I rode the bus as a kid. So that's, that's really great, especially sitting towards the back to learn all that. that fun
0: okay. Stuff. You were one of the back Back of the bus, cool kids. I literally like sat behind the bus driver. So, what did they talk about in the back of the bus?
1: I initially was was a front seater as well, and then uh, gradually, you know, graduated towards the back. But I was I was a late bloomer. But did they invite uh, remember, you, or how
0: did you get back there? You just went.
1: I just kind of like. Eh. I mean, I had some friends that were like, hey, just come sit back here with, with us. One of those things. But I remember not knowing what sex was for the longest time. I was watching shows like Xena, Warrior Princess or Buffy and being like 11 or 12. And I, I don't know why I like the show. And then, you know, 14 and 15 came around and, oh, I definitely know why I like the show. But uh, but for, for a, a time, I guess I, I would call myself like a late bloomer. Late. Uh, it took me a bit to understand. So.
0: Hmm. And what were those early understandings kind of can you give us the details of like maybe before you kind of like understood why you liked it and then what those understandings turned into
1: lucy lawless and Zena. i just remember being really attracted for some reason Mm -hmm. at at probably 12 or 13 and just not understanding why and then i guess towards like early high school like finally like oh that that makes that makes perfect sense but i was raised like southern baptist too would be very sheltered probably as a child and pros and cons of that, I'm sure. But being very sheltered and then like sitting at the back of the the bus, just the the two extremes of that, and then having to make it work for yourself too, as far as those understandings go. And you can have a lot of misconceptions if you <laughs> you find certain things out the hard way. But, but do you remember
0: schools, what any of those were for you? Health class was
1: not very beneficial. I mean, you have the typical, unfortunately, the southern. States are, are, are big on, you know, just don't do it, just abstain and that kind of stuff. And that, that doesn't, it just doesn't work with teenagers. I mean, yeah. come on. But my, the entirety of my high school was, was late blooming. is probably the best I can describe it. And my 20s were a lot more fun and adventurous and, and figuring out myself and that kind of stuff too. But just growing in, in that aspect, I was I was heavy all throughout my high school. I was probably 265 pounds somewhere around there and and, you know a couple inches shorter than I am now so that that drove a lot of what I learned personality and personal aspects and interacting through people people view you differently when you're a large weight unfortunately your jokes hit different conversations hit different everything's kind of different but but going from that to the weight I am now and it's it's been a change for for a long time
0: would you feel comfortable sharing any of those specifics of I'm hearing you were heavier and a late bloomer were those connected sexually
1: possibly that's an interesting question i don't know a, a lot of it was probably due to my diet my parents habits and that kind of stuff too and, mm. and you're not you're you're not comfortable with yourself at a, at a weight unfortunately and during yeah. high school being that way and kids are cruel and you know yeah. you learn stuff that way it's kind of i can't i can't blame for being that way and they made me who i am today so adversity is is great for that and i i, I owe them probably a lot with my my career and everything that Seems kind of strange to, to say that, but I, I owe the adversity and everything I went to to where I am today for, for quite a lot, including probably sexually. It, it made me I had to rely on talking to women, which helped quite a bit because I wasn't necessarily the most attractive fellow at that time. So and I, I'd like to think that I've, I've caught up attraction wise now and to, you know, how I met my wife as a different person and kind of how that ended up as well. But I, it, it uh, I owe a lot to how I used to look versus how I do now and and, and how I'm able to talk to people was really beneficial as well. Mm. But I am probably night and day from how I was early on in high school, doing something like this would have been unheard, I like just wouldn't have been
0: able to do it then. Uh, me neither. Just for the record. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Earlier, you mentioned a little bit about pros and cons of growing up in a Southern Baptist family. How did your family talk about sex?
1: <laughs> I have very specific memories. And- okay. So, so 13, I bought a uh, magazine from a fellow middle school student. Mm-hmm. And going on vacation, you, you're really dumb at 13. I hid this thing under my mattress like it wasn't very, uh, come on. But um, naturally, my they were moving my mattress to an RV to have another place to sleep and all that. And my mother found it. And my dad, yes. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> my father took things completely different. That kind of initiated, you know, one of our talks kind of on the. When, on this vacation, when we were, my mother did not take it well at all. Unfortunately, she, being very Southern and, and that kind of way, she, uh, overreacted a bit. And, oh, I don't know if we need to go on this vacation. That <laughs> up, my dad would squash that thankfully. It was just like, no, we're going to go. We planned all this. I've got the RV ready. We're, we're definitely going to go. We'll talk about this there and all that. So it was, it's one of those in the moment you, you deal with the embarrassment and you go on. It was definitely a cringe moment. It made me realize that how my my mother or females felt about something versus men uh, is different. And mm, so you think go, it was yeah. a
0: gender divide? Po- why? Possibly my
1: my my father, I mean,
0: you have different
1: experiences and stuff as uh, a male as you probably do from from being female. or i would I would guess I like, don't you, know you, because
0: when i when people are like, boys are like this, girls are like this. Boys like to solve problems. Girls like to talk about feelings. I'm usually on the boy' side, but I also feel and- very in touch with my femininity, you know, like, like I have no problem asserting myself. I've never had a man talk over me because I'm like, hey, shut up. I'm talking, you know, like I've, I've wrangled some really difficult people. And so whenever I hear those like gender simplifications, I do want to ask about them because it makes me think I don't understand what people mean.
1: <laughs> I don't. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. The way my, my wife interacts with certain situations and that kind of stuff is completely different than, than I do. And I love that because I get to figure someone else out the rest of my life. Of course, by the time I think I get her figured out, she'll go through menopause and can become completely different.
0: Yeah, well, we're always changing.
1: (laughs) My mother had different experiences growing up naturally than my father, and that's going to shape her view of sex and what's right and wrong and and that kind of stuff as well. And unfortunately, I feel like women are are given different conversations than we are because of the risks involved in, in pregnancy and that kind of stuff, and I viewed it as, I got a conversation of you know just don't get someone pregnant and things you can do and that kind of stuff and these feelings are natural as a boy and uh, I don't I don't know how your conversation differed growing up or, or that kind of thing but my dad was a lot more free spirited I guess about it than my mother as far as like hey you know hide your stuff better I mean come on under that's, the mattress
0: that's one on one though right in front of your yes, mom I imagine very, he was oh, different yeah, it
1: was a completely <sighs> different conversation than I'm sure what was had with my mother because happy wife mm. happy life and i I've, I've learned that. well
0: do you ever talk you don't i'm imagine that you don't talk about your sex life still like but has it has the vibe around sex changed at all as you've become an adult
1: completely actually i i I embarrass my wife probably a lot of a lot of times with how i've changed my shame level as far as you know being 13 and and learning what i've learned now i can (laughs) i can talk particularly when intoxicated can can talk about a lot of things like what probably wishes i shouldn't oh i've shared Conversations or, or how that particular incident made me made me feel with my my parents later when, you know, over a couple of drinks of hey, you know, this happened and, and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of come full circle. As can you give as us
0: specifics? Like can you remember anything that you've actually said?
1: I probably alluded to it joking and, and that kind of stuff as far as how she's taken something or that. It's like,
0: oh well, it
1: wasn't as bad a time as we moved that mattress when I was thirteen, or that kind of like I I try to Be careful, you know, who I drink around and that kind of stuff as well. I get very truthy. Yeah. So my wife sometimes doesn't enjoy that. But
0: but. it sounds if I'm hearing you like you perhaps speak in euphemism a lot or you make allusions to things and allow people to fill in the gaps. Or are you like, and then I was inside her and pumping away. Like, do you use explicit words? Because what you've shared with me so far has been really like uh, kind of getting at something without saying all the words. So I'm just curious what it's like in real life.
1: I I like Alluding to things and necessarily letting people probably make their own conclusions mm-hmm. and and that, that's part of a, a game I don't necessarily mean to do that on the interview. I'm sorry if I go, you know back and forth lot, oh, no, but, no, 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 I'm just oh. making
0: observations and asking questions because I'm just curious like I would never to my mom or dad be like And then I fucked this guy like I would never right. say that but my I, mom will make comments like You know the next time you find a good snuggle buddy who treats you well and all the way you know like that's like for anyone who's listened to her interview she's kind of like that
1: all right and I, I imagine i speak that way when my parents involve more of i like to be classy i guess for lack of a <laughs> maybe a better term or, or that but that's you you never escape how you were brought up and, right. and i don't say you know hardcore i guess how i would how i would put it as far as that or, or converse that way with my parents but i do probably allude i guess more would be exactly what you're what you're speaking of
0: do you, wait do you have any siblings
1: My mother wanted a girl very badly and she never got one. So she had four boys by birth and uh, she ended up adopting a whole nother family by the time she got us out of the house to get that girl. And uh, I'm pretty sure that girl is making her pull her hair out probably as we speak, but kind of be careful (laughs) what you wish for. But but yes, I have three siblings by birth and uh, three more
0: by uh, adoption. Wow. So did you guys ever talk? Where are you in that birth order? I am the oldest oh my god so did you like share knowledge with them or that's so i i feel like if i had a bunch of siblings i would want to be in the middle or the bottom so that i could like use the older siblings knowledge not that we get to pick that but did you ever talk about sex with your siblings
1: i yes and no i taught my brother directly under me how to delete his browser history after (laughs) after a particular yeah yeah I, i was one of those like if you ever have a question you know hey you come to me before you come to mom and dad and ask you that kind of stuff but I mean boys particularly southern boys they are you'll try to figure out everything you can yourself and uh, questions are like a last ditch sort of thing but um, I I feel like as the older child you're kind of the guinea pig everything is your fault regardless of how the younger brothers found something it's your fault for not leading them better that kind of thing as well so I I did Kind of towards the later years, be like, "Hey, I got this. I'll take the heat for you know whatever. you can Blame me if you want. You know, mom'll, I'll be in trouble anyway. Probably by the end of the week, mom mm-hmm. can you know add that on to whatever. So, yeah, being the oldest is problematic in certain ways, but it kept me out of trouble in others. So,
0: yeah. Oh. So you said you had kind of mediocre sex ed, and your dad gave you that sex talk. Did you ever remember hearing anything as a younger person about? consent or talking to sexual partners about desire
1: can can be in consent i don't recall ever having that conversation it was just something i mean and it probably should have been but because it's a big thing i know this
0: is a new question that i'm asking everyone because we have this idea now in our society that like consent's the most important but when i start actually asking people like what it is or how they navigate it like most of us didn't get a primer course and still haven't had one. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about a lot. You know, the closest, what, what I got from my mom was like, don't have sex with someone just because they tell you I love you. That's the closest thing I got. Um,
1: I, I never initially probably had that. And okay. so my high school and, and my 20s were were kind of I, I guess kind of a journey of figuring out what that actually meant, because yeah. you know, particularly with the Fifty Shades of Grey movement and everything else, which is not the best, I guess.
0: Mm-mm. I want to get into all of that stuff and hear about your switchy, kinky side, but first, I want to go through your younger experiences. When did you start touching yourself?
1: Uh I discovered masturbation probably at I want to say age fourteen or fifteen, and. Uh, at grandmother's house, of all places, this, will, this will get a little weird. But wait,
0: how uh, though, and where? Well,
1: you staying you staying up late because grandma mm-hmm. lets you do whatever you wanted. Totally, particularly, particularly then. So my grandma had cable um,
0: television, so I got to watch. So did cable. mine, yeah. and that that
1: that is problematic because cable television. There are all kinds of different shows that I didn't know about, and <laughs> one of those I
0: was like Disney and being, Nickelodeon, uh,
1: being like Real Sex and you know Skinamax and all that. Uh, yeah. they they had those channels. I figured out you know at age fourteen that you could stay up till. You know, one a.m. and two a.m. in the morning, when everyone else was asleep, and learn all kinds of things. So that was that was the second. So I think what real sex was was big then, or some sort of television show along that lines, so and I learned from them. So I remember masturbating during that time. I don't remember uh, ejaculating or anything of mm-hmm. that nature, but.
0: Um, Do you remember how you started touching yourself? Like specifically, physically, what you did with your hands or what felt good initially?
1: I remember being very tip sensitive towards that age, and then. Like gradually, I guess, graduating to masturbation when you see it on TV or those programs, and kind of like, oh, well, maybe I'll try this out for myself, and and uh, it kind of kind of went from there. But,
0: How, if at all, has your masturbation evolved over the years? I had a
1: period uh, in in my twenties where I just didn't because I, I felt like it uh, affected my uh, stamina and that sort of thing. So I just I just wouldn't or I'd hedge for the longest time and not complete before a date or something like that. I I enjoyed the game and maybe the sensation from that. And I I enjoyed in my twenties trying to last as long as I could. So I I didn't masturbate much. Then I, I recently have found it like an old friend just because of being away from, from the wife and that kind of stuff. I mean, there's not much else you can do. So
0: how often do you do it
1: Uh, at least like once a day during during that as far as I mean, that's pretty well. I think whenever you're a teenager, you're like, two or three times a day and then you know my 20s was pretty well none I, I didn't feel like I had to with the frequency that I was in my 20s and the person that I was in and, and the frequency of partnership and that that was kind of nice some days I miss my 20s but mm-hmm. you're only 31 um,
0: you're my age we're not at all stop right? it stop it
1: <laughs> <laughs> well life is ever changing so my, my 20s was as completely different person probably than I than I am now yeah. and stuff too but you're constantly evolving so but yeah. everything everything changes
0: Will you tell us specifically about your penis? Are you still very tip sensitive? Do you like your shaft touched? How are your balls?
1: Uh, I am kind of open for, for everything. My my wife is very good at oral. What's your favorite
0: way to get a blowjob? I mean, like, I know it's hard to say favorites, but like, what are some of your, do you know what I mean? Like awesome. favorites? My,
1: my, best, my best memories of that, like um, being like, on a cruise ship or something in front of a mirror was wonderful. Like you're very visual. Yes. As, a, as a man you're you know the the more visual probably the but the
0: i'm very visual just for the record
1: <laughs> yeah the, the, the mirror was was a big deal Fuck yeah i mean yeah. I, I i equate you know sex and oil to pizza like even if it's bad it's still so pretty good, good. so yeah. I'm, I'm not not picky in that aspect i'm careful with it because i i, I do tend to last longer than and mm-hmm. i know I guess with consent wise would, would make sure that she's enjoying it as much as I am kind yeah, of yeah. thing And the world is one of those, like, you know, as a result, I'm, I'm very fond of like 69 and that kind of <sighs> stuff to where I can give and receive at the same time. That's, that's always nice. And it's, it adds to the game of, of where I am probably mentally to hear her moan around me. And yeah. that, Are you usually the
0: bottom or side or top?
1: Yes. My wife is very tiny probably, oh. in relation to me. So she's, yeah, it's almost like, Probably an 80, 80 pound difference between us. Yeah, like, yeah, she's on top quite a
0: bit. But. Do you love being with someone smaller than you? I've never been with someone, like I'm very medium. So like I never feel tiny or large really.
1: Right. How does it feel I, I, like? everyone, It's funny because my family is very big genetic. I'm, I'm actually the, I don't know how it happened, but I am the shortest and smallest probably out of all my brethren. And being the oldest was, I guess karma's funny that way. But
0: <laughs> How short are you?
1: I am five foot 10. Okay. Uh, the rest of my family is in the six foot, I'm, I'm still pretty pretty yeah. tall, I, 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 no complaints, but the rest of my family is, you know, six, six foot two, that, yeah. kind of, that kind of thing. So I don't know how I ended up the shortest, but they like to joke about it quite a bit. But but my, my wife enjoys, you know, the, the height difference and that kind of thing too. I'm very broad shouldered. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Is it okay if I say that you have a mustache?
1: It is that okay. that is that is fun. I'm I'm just I, glad you could notice it at this point, to be honest. It's, well, and I uh,
0: wanted to ask if your wife likes it.
1: <laughs> yes and no. It's one of those things that being a firefighter, I was pretty well ordered to to grow on. So, what? What? Yeah, That's my my is? captain was like, hey, I'm going to need you to to grow on my mustache, and you know the No Shave November is coming about that yes, kind of stuff. Yes, uh, It's not her favorite thing in the world, but it's it's gotten to a length where it's softer and yeah. it doesn't poke her and that kind of stuff. So she's. Just being a really good sport about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's not my favorite thing in the world. And by the time I get tired of it, it'll be December first, and I can shave it. Okay. But, uh, but it's one of those firefighters are a very superstitious lot. So it's one of those, uh, hey, if you don't shave your mustache, we'll get more fires, kind of type thing. And it, it's
0: oh really silly, but
1: that's that's what we're that's what we're doing. So. Okay,
0: okay. I, look, a, I I hate fires. I hate fires. I had a my, my first memory that I can remember I had a fire a bad fire nightmare when I was little my family burned up in the dream and ever since then yeah and I was like four and trying to tell everyone to get in the swimming pool and nobody did and I and so I had this nightmare when I was little and I hate fires and with everything that's happening on the west coast right now I just have been in this like anxiety ball for the last month or so so I so I so respect and appreciate the work that you do and I think it's great that you have a mustache
1: Oh, well, thank you. I'm just happy you've noticed it on this thing, to be honest. But yeah. hair in general is not one of my strong suits, I guess, with my genetics. But I'll take what I can get. I'm not good at growing facial hair at all, unfortunately. <laughs> so this is this is me preparing for November to hopefully give it a, a bit more.
0: That looks great. So, okay, so this mustache, uh, your wife's getting used to it. Can you tell us specifics of how you like to go down on her? And perhaps what your first experiences going down on people were like?
1: Mm. my wife is very foreplay oriented so going down is perfect for for yeah. for that so starting probably inner thighs and, and kind of going up from there and, and teasing uh for lack of a better she's very it takes her a little bit to get in that zone but when she is in that zone too she is very sensitive so it's kind of it's it's one of those things that uh, probably more as a warm-up than necessarily the act itself so she she'll you know tell me when she's ready to be done with that but um going to start probably kissing in her thighs and kind of work up from there and fingers mm-hmm. and there's been a couple of times where she was very receptive to kind of a particular finger action that we were trying to recreate and, and kind of find that like a come hither motion yeah uh, that i
0: is it usually two fingers or do you do more
1: uh, i do one finger in particular in like the come hither motion and um that kind of mixed with tongue in, in between here and there nice. um, is what she seems to like. I, I find that everyone is different when, yeah. where, where that is concerned. So it's, it's been different probably with previous partners versus current and, and all that, but that's part of the fun part is finding out what each other likes. And that. And how do you awesome. do that?
0: How do you do that? Cause I think that's what people struggle with. I know that's what I struggle that,
1: with. It's, it's a shame because like the, the embarrassment level or, or that I don't, and i can't necessarily speak to that because i don't understand it because i can i can go from being embarrassed to all right like now we have to you know with my my job uh, now we have to talk about your bowel movements or something unfortunately like it's it's one of those things that i've had to you know necessarily get away from but other people still suffer from it so i try not to judge but mm-hmm. it's to me very easy to just converse about you know or, or over dinner or third day to hey i like this or i don't like this
0: but do you usually bring it up yeah how do you do it because i have been on okcupid trying to find dates and i'm like so do you like to talk about sex what do you like to talk about? you know and then like me with all my questions and they don't have any context for me i'm like overwhelming people with questions or information right. so how do you feel into people's vibe so say we're on not we but like you know you're on a hypothetical third date in the past do you just feel right. for a right moment or how do you do they initiate a sex talk do you like what do you do
1: well i this this probably won't make things easier and i apologize but uh, my my dating particularly in my 20s was was very different Mm -hmm. um i I found that i liked older women with life experiences and Mm -hmm. as a result could probably date a lot easier than necessarily my own like i'm I'm one of those weird people that actually has to be attracted to a person's personality in order to sleep with them kind of type thing. So it it was one of those that I liked older women because it turns out they read books that aren't twilight and you know, 50 shades of gray and uh, other other things. So I I had more to talk about with them versus, you know, someone my own age. So dating at that level, I was fortunate enough, especially in my twenties, I dropped a bunch of weight and gained a bunch of confidence and, and got to, to go through that route and share some of that with, with older ladies that had their own life experiences and that kind of stuff as well. That was nice to be able to have those conversations. I could have Frank conversations because, you know, they already been through a couple yeah. partners and had life experiences to draw on and knew what they liked and what they didn't. And it was one of those that kind of probably developed my sense of, of questions and what was okay and what was not because you know a 40 45 year old woman will tell you if she doesn't like something or, yeah. or that's not going to work for her and it was it was good to have that sort of experience
0: amazing but, so can you take us back to your other early experiences and tell us what was your first sexual experience with a partner
1: oh um this is an interesting story so uh, there's, there's a little bit of shame attached as mm-hmm. well um that I, I had to get over so 17 uh, i had i had finally started dating i guess or, or, or being comfortable enough with myself i would started losing weight so i i had gained some confidence i was still probably pretty pretty heavy at like two i think i would lost like 20 or 30 pounds or something but i i had been able to to talk to to a girl and got a girlfriend and all that and was getting a birthday present from her at her house uh and then 17 it was the first time like i, I was handcuffed to the headboard and, like the whole nine yards she went what? all out wait what yeah, I, I know. You were handcuffed uh, but, to the
0: headboard. You said up very casually.
1: Yeah. I, Did you know that it, was happening? Uh, it was. It is the uh, the the least probably embarrassing moment of the story. Um, oh, because okay. I don't head, think that's embarrassing. Yeah, Handcuffed to the headboard because she—I guess she had started reading Fifty Shades of Grey, or you know, particular. I don't remember when that book came out. It was—it
0: was, was late. We were twenties, so like maybe. Not, right. But there was something before she, that.
1: Well, she, she she had read something or, or been on some sort of internet to where that was uh, that was the route we were going to go with that. So and you know, I was, I was seventeen. I'll try anything. Sure. Yeah, you know. but uh, her her mother came home early. So yes. Uh, so right in the, middle, well, I said, towards the end of getting that birthday present, and she has a mouthful of me and everything that's, yeah, all, all of me. Oh my God. And her mom came home, and it's one of those, like, didn't walk through the door and, like, walk right out or anything. No, walk, walk through the door and, uh, and just stared. And my pants are, like, in the middle of the floor and, and still handcuffed to the, uh, the headboard and everything. So, sure, her, her daughter has a mouthful of me and, and everything, you know, that she worked so hard for. And, um... <laughs> was kind of oh. had that whole mom moment and you know some of me come from down her chin so and it was one of those moments where all I could do is be like eh, can you know someone hand me my pants and I'd kind of <laughs> and it gets worse because I was I was her office aide
0: oh my gym. god
1: so I had to go see her the next day at her mother I should say I had to go see her mother the next day and And uh, we both agreed I probably shouldn't see her daughter anymore kind of type situation. But it was a that was one of my first sexual experiences. So I had to learn to get over shame pretty quickly as far (laughs) as as that goes. And I'm still not a big fan of handcuffs as a result of of that, I imagine. But um, at least not on me. But
0: can can I ask how has that affected your desire? I mean, I don't know your desire. Do you have a desire for any sort of voyeurism or public sex, or does did that like shut that down?
1: No, it I definitely didn't hurt at all. Okay. Um, it 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 didn't hurt that her mother was fairly attractive as well, and that might lead <laughs> into some some uh, some attachment with older ladies. And, and Wait, stuff.
0: just but, to clarify, did you? I'm guessing you, did you come during that? Oh yes, you did. Okay, so that was the drive. Okay. Oh my god.
1: But, yeah, I, I definitely did, and it definitely like. Came down her chin or whatever when she said, mom, it was one of those moments. And, you know, you you have the the difference of like how that's going to go in your head as a teenager, too, when you're watching porn and that kind of stuff. And none of that clearly happened because her mom was furious. But, yeah. And then being in her office the pretty well the very next day, from what I remember, and, and just having that lovely conversation. I, I don't have any voyeuristic hangups. I've, I've okay. you know, had uh, interactions in the park and that sort of thing as well, where, you know, people are walking around and, you know, I'm. I've not necessarily been caught before. I don't know how that would go, but but it's it's not shamed me, I guess.
0: That's amazing. This seems like a good moment to tell us about your interactions in the park.
1: Oh, uh, I had other partners as well. Your parks, when you're a teenager or just, you know, a place you can go where there are no parents or, or that kind of like you learn from. I'm discovering
0: this. I had orange yes. trees like I grew up on an orange farm, so I would just like go out to the burn pit or whatever. But parks. Oh, yeah. That.
1: Perfect. So secluded areas are great for when you're a teenager and don't want to be interrupted, and you have to learn that particularly the hard way mm-hmm. um, from your first time. But um,
0: <laughs> where did she get handcuffs? I.
1: That's a great question. You know what? I, I never, I never asked her that. But, but yeah, um, going very few areas you can be alone in as a southern. Teenager with an overbearing mother for for lack of a better term. So parks were one of those things was like hey you get some sort of semblance of privacy like just enough to where you know You can get stuff done and, and not too much to where it's not interesting. I guess so uh, I was so voyeurism More so today probably than back then like I still have trip up that are probably connected to me being heavy throughout high school I've never sent you know a dick pic or anything anything of that nature I, really? I don't do cameras very well. Wait, you um, still
0: have it never ever still haven't Whoa. Still, I,
1: for for multiple reasons for one being I don't I don't think there's a classy way to send those to be quite as a male that that's probably different I disagree
0: that, that, Well it, but also this is something that I totally want to work on with people so if you ever right. get curious let me know
1: Well in your in your position too you're you're open to far. I, I've dealt with body dysmorphia for probably years
0: mm-hmm. uh, In case we have right. listeners who don't know what body dysmorphia is can you explain a little bit about what it is and how it makes you feel like what your internal experience of it is
1: so for me personally, um, during the time of my 20s where I got down to probably like 190 pounds, which for me in my frame, I was very sickly looking. My my, my cheeks were drawn in. It was very vampiric looking, which was unfortunate given the twilight and all that time. And that yeah. gave me some hangups too, but we can, we can get into that later on. Yeah. But I never, even at my skinniest, never felt it or, or saw myself that way in the mirror. And I, I was probably down to you know, 13 to 15% body fat, which is pretty impressive. Like, I don't know if I'll ever get there again, to be honest, and I probably shouldn't just from a health standpoint, but in all the effort and and cardio and workout supplements and everything it took to get there, I never looked in the mirror and, you know, saw that I was skinny. Mm. And it's just one of those things that you're you you see yourself different and and hear yourself different in your own head than you probably do. I don't I don't know in your experience if you've heard yourself and been like oh, I'm not crazy about my voice or you know crazy about the way I look on film or that kind of stuff. But oh
0: yeah, it's a whole thing. But
1: that that feeds into it as well. But I I was never you know being being heavy as a kid, never comfortable with taking like, nude photographs you know, and I'm still not big on that to this day. You know my wife has been to where she, you know, her metabolism or that kind of stuff. She's always been, you know, a bombshell and I, I definitely married up and I'm, I'm grateful for that in some areas and have to have conversations with her to explain how it's different for me in other areas. But uh, she's comfortable with photographs and, you know, how she looks and that kind of stuff. And we kind of had to, to talk through that and, and uh, me explain and get over some things on that as well. So.
0: Yeah. Just for a thought experiment, a pleasure experiment, would you ever be open to taking nude photographs with her if she was like wrapped around you so you were basically just like the background for her beautiful body but like it's a beautiful partnership thing
1: which that that would that would probably be a a good allusion or or to our to our lives i I don't mind being the background for her to Mm. to shine i kind of enjoy that um (laughs) i i would be i would be open to that and i've gotten better about taking photographs that our our relationship is is not like probably a, a lot of other people i she'll she'll make me do things that in the moment i don't necessarily enjoy or, or have hang-ups about or whatever she's probably the reason i became a firefighter with some of the things that she's dragged me through i decided I'd, I'd love a little bit more training with and you know ended up in this career field she's she's been in, in theater and everything else to where mm. she has got the utmost of, of confidence she has probably different hang-ups than i do but confidence was never one of her her things she had to learn or, or expand upon but
0: i admire those people so much
1: i i, I just try to understand them
0: i don't i just admire them
1: <laughs> right mine, mine came from trying to trying to be them and then realizing like you can try to be someone and it doesn't necessarily work out like I, I know for me being heavy in high school you you build up like walls or that kind of thing between you and other people and like i remember like trying to take on character aspects as a kid just as a buffer being fat and, and trying to because you know, with kids being mean, you're either gonna end up in fights all the time, or you're gonna deal with it and be demure and all that. And I was never, like, my my submissiveness didn't come on probably till later in life. So I got in a bunch of arguments and fights and that kind of thing. But I remember a uh, defining aspect. There's a, a scene in The Butterfly Effect or something of that nature. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but there, there's a scene where a character in that that is bigger like myself, and he since I actually lost a bunch of weight to uh, Ethan Suplee, I believe is his, his name. I'm probably butchering that. I'm sorry. Can't remember. But He's, uh, they're playing pool and uh, he's, you know, getting made fun of or whatever. He's a bigger fella. He just breaks the pool stick and it's, you know, sharp at one end. And he's kind of got this little crazy look in his eye. And as a result, the fight, you know, dissipates. And they die. I remember being, you know, pretty young age and like, man, I could I could incorporate some of that character aspect into myself and maybe not, you know, get beat up as much and, and that kind of stuff in it. I mean, it's, people get trapped in their own narratives and don't necessarily live, you know, how they are yeah. um, versus versus who they're trying to be. So uh, mm-hmm. you're you're in, in particular how you interact and your energy you bring to it. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if you suffer from that anymore, but uh, that was all the time. <laughs> I know that was something that I did for for a while. And then finally, you know, my 20s was able to kind of, I guess, be more of me. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, I definitely still feel like I'm figuring that out. Something as I'm hearing you talk, something I've been thinking about a lot lately in my own personal life is desire, both my desire for other people and feeling desire and how that relates to like feeling sexual. And I'm wondering with your younger self, particularly, you know, I heard you talk about how you had to really develop your personality and kind of emotionally connect with that. Am I putting words in your mouth or does that feel no, accurate? Okay. And I'm wondering if you can recall your own personal experience with feeling desired, like, on a timeline. Like, when you were younger, when you were heavier, did you ever feel desired? And, like, have you had that experience?
1: Not not for my physical attributes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, ever? Which,
1: not, not probably growing up. Okay. I, I didn't feel physically desired, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I was desired on the aspect of, like, I don't have any other be- better term for it, even though I despise the term, but would, was friend zoned mm-hmm. or, or that kind of thing. It's, as far as like my, I've, I've always been fairly uh, intelligent. Mm-hmm. So, and I can talk about about anything. So I would play to more of that strength in relationships probably until my 20s where I lost a bunch of weight and, and could feel physically desirable as well. Can I, um, is it
0: okay if I describe you to our listeners? Just like, certainly okay. Is. He's an attractive person. Just if you guys are wondering, because you're not looking at him and I am, he's got like, A nice regular even like cute little eyes that crinkle when they smile like cute little eyebrows his hair looks like prince hair like i think you know and like you said broad shoulders that's all of them i can see Uh, but just just to describe you to other people that's my that's
1: my wife's edition was uh i I think you should try this hairstyle out i like it yeah it it works perfect um i it it took a little bit to to feel i guess physically attractive I, i never probably had that growing up in my teenage years i started more in my my senior year kind of when I started losing more weight, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until my twenties to where I got to my goal weight kind of that I had set up for myself uh, and was with the older ladies that will pretty well tell you exactly what they're thinking that, that, uh, that I I felt more confident, I guess.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Will you just tell us some of your biggest turn-ons and turn-offs right now? Uh,
1: Physically, I don't, I never had a type. I guess. Uh, Like my, my wife, we've kind of talked about that as far as like types that we were attracted to or that kind of thing i was always because i guess i i never had that physical attraction myself I, I i'm always mentally stimulated like i i like games and and foreplay for you know and and you know books and, and figuring out why someone likes a book and, and and all of that character aspects that they have themselves that they're you know see reflected in like that was all my thing and probably why i liked older ladies as well but like personality wise, I was always I, I can't sleep with someone if I can't have a conversation with them yeah. and finding, you know, particularly conversations around the fire table or that kind of thing. I, I am, I think, different from a lot of men in that that aspect. Huh. Um, well, you know, fire firehouse talk is uh, deplorable.
0: Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> is know. it like my kind of deplorable or what do you mean? It's. And, and I,
1: I, I try not to come off as elitist either, because yep. I, I realize that the way I talk and, and that kind of stuff that my, my wife has brought that to my attention. Like, hey, you're not trying to, but you come off as trying to be better than. And and I don't mean to do that at all. Mm-hmm. But I, I joke sometimes that none of these men should be allowed around women uh, mm-hmm. with the way that they talk. Like, they're mm-hmm. And then at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but none of y'all can actually talk to women, so I don't really know what you're.
0: <laughs> so interesting. I would love to be a fly on the wall. Also, one of our guests. Just because we're thinking, I'm thinking about firehouses. One of our guests from february was it, February, told us about how she used to be friends with like four different firemen dudes that all worked I, at the I, same. I think
1: I, oh, I think I heard that story too, and, and some of the, so the, uh, the benefits of those relationships and, and stuff at the firehouse, and I was I was kind of thinking to myself like, ooh, that. Uh,
0: for anyone it, like but there's no way to do that unless you're already friends with firemen right like i can't like walk up and like knock on the door and be like hi i have this fantasy and i just want to volunteer i mean we could get to know each other but like that's insane you can't do it so i always think about stuff like that <laughs> his face made a face I mean, like me
1: <laughs> it depends on probably what station you go to how well, busy they are there's that, a station i can thing. see uh, right and- from
0: my window like Oh, I know. Right I, I hear there. your
1: station. I know. I hear your station all the time, and, and the little the little about... boy in me is like, "Oh man, I wonder what call what, you know what call they're going on right now." You you wondering. live next to a very busy station, if your podcast is any indication. I hear them all the it time. Is. I'm like, ooh. they're right but, there, um,
0: and yeah, and, and there've been so many fires, like so many fires in California. But in downtown alone, I've seen four fires in the last two months from my windows. You know, oh, one yeah. was just a few days ago. Like they're just billowing up everywhere. So,
1: well, um, I'm sure you know when when the whole. Um, if you're ever curious about that, firefighters love to talk about themselves, too. I, I promise. Um, mm. pro- that might be why I'm here. I do. But, um,
0: we all <laughs> you, I think uh, we all want to sure be engaged this,
1: with humans. When all this dies down, uh, you could probably walk to your fire station and get a tour or something, you know, of that nature. They love to show the big shiny trucks and all that. Uh, Ugh,
0: maybe, maybe I'll write a story about firefighters and interview them. So I have a reason. I can't do things without reasons. I just can't.
1: We don't. We don't need our ego inflated anymore, to be <laughs> honest. But-
0: <laughs> okay, so there's deplorable fireman talk. I don't know if you're going to want to answer this question. Do, when you guys are like saying, is some of it dirty when you're talking about deplorable things? Like oh, I imagine it's always. like raunchy disrespectful. Okay. Do always. you ever get always, turned always, on around your guy friends? Not like you're going to whip out your cock and like masturbate with them. But if you do, I'd love to know that. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, do you, you know, do you ever feel tingles when you're talking about stuff like that with your friends or is it like for later or are you just, or, or do you feel like you have walls up? What is it like? So
1: I, I probably govern myself naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, being raised you know to not kiss and tell yeah it is there is a a particular incident where like when are you first joining a shift uh, with my shift in particular it's probably not on on every shift uh, it's a really good character building exercise though so it should be a lot of times we'll eat dinner together as a shift, oh. and in this particular time uh, it's a, it's a lot like family time yeah. i'm i'm very blessed with this career i have it's really Amazing. it's really neat to have kind of like a whole other family I could talk about that all day, too. So I won't go into that too bad. But so we had an incident where when you're first on shift, like you have to tell a story. And uh, I told the same story I, I told you earlier about my first time uh, involving handcuffs.
0: Such a good story.
1: And it, it goes over really great with the firemen, too. The more uh, naturally embarrassed you are, they can rib you about and interrupt yep. you during the story and all that, the better, typically as well. But you, you have little things like that that draw you together and, and tribalism and, you know, this, this kind of thing. But I'm under no illusions. My hair, you know, the way I talk, I get made fun of a lot at the firehouse if you if you have thin skin like it's not a career that's yeah. gonna work for you i mean they call me uh you know gay and, and stuff all the time and it's one of those things like you don't you don't believe it like men show affection by just ribbing each other all day long wait and, is
0: gay supposed to be an insult to them because of texas uh, Not
1: not really it's one of those just offhanded like how you're going to take things i mean this is the 21st century if we had a uh, you know, a gay firefighter, you know, it's, it's no different than how, I mean, and we, we, we do actually, she's just a woman.
0: How is that? Is she one of the gang?
1: She uh, actually, she reminds me a little bit of you. She, she has shaved her head once upon a time as well too. And, and, you know, is one of the boys and, and, uh, you know, hangs with, and she probably has more vulgar stories than I'll, you know, ever have, but she's <laughs> one of the, uh, she's, she's a really neat individual as well, but it is, uh, it's never a dull moment around there. Awesome.
0: Okay. I want to get into some of the specifics of your sex life before you met your wife, like when you were getting out there in your early adult years, what was that like? Do you have any standout stories from that time or just, I have like, I have a lot of specific questions I can ask, but I would just love to hear what comes to mind first.
1: So there, uh, probably, I guess the development of more being a dom or, or that kind of, or whatever you want to call it. I, I don't, subscribe much to labels i kind of feel like sometimes okay. they get in the way but well, um, but
0: sometimes when you don't have them it can be really dangerous so i think they can be useful but that's why i love to talk about it so that maybe we can figure out a perfect answer
1: <laughs> so i i had a particular instance to where i was i was i wouldn't say dating but we were fulfilling each other's needs uh she was 45 and had her own children and that kind of thing and had her own life set and I, she just wanted me for one particular reason and, yeah. and in my 20s, I was happy to oblige, but her children had come home early, so it was kind of one of those, like, I don't want to meet mommy's new friend kind of type thing, so I was I was sequestered in her bedroom for hours uh, <laughs> until her, yeah, it's one of the, her, until her children kind of went to sleep kind of type thing, and I could sneak out, because, you know, I was like, well, I can climb down the window, no, I got neighbors, I don't want to, so it was, well, oh well, thankfully, I don't have anything to do today, so I yeah. guess I'll just hang out in your room, but, and so naturally, about an hour into that, I'm, I start snooping because, you know, I I like to know what make people make people tick. And in her nightstand, she had, uh, unfortunately, Fifty Shades of Grey. I kind of came to terms (laughs) with that. She had some others, too. Uh, I think Story of O, uh, that kind of thing. So, right. Yes, that is that is a very uh, long list of things, to But but I like I like to figure things out as far. And and the books that people read and enjoy uh, give me an aspect into how they think or, or their their mindset. So reading those, uh, I just, you know, sat down on her bed and started flipping through it. And I was like, oh, interesting. So, and I kind of filed that away for later. Like, maybe I can use that, you know, uh, later to my advantage, quote unquote. I, I fell into like dominant and submissive stuff by accident completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of those things she she started having, she, you know, she had a couple children and, you know, stretch marks and, and that kind of stuff. She had some some body dysmorph images too. I'm sure that she was kind of working through and, and you know, with a 20 year old kid that was fulfilling some fantasies, probably at the same time of bringing up some self doubt, she would kind of verbalize that to me. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't understand why you want me. That, and it, it, yeah. it frustrated me a little bit, but at the same time, like I understood, because I've, I've gone through some of the same thing. Yeah. So having those same thoughts, I, I had bought a collar already. It's like a, Little little red number and it was was, was one of those things like I was thinking about and it just worked out perfectly. I kind of you adopt these other mannerisms or I don't know if your Dom did or but uh, adopt another voice and and I kind of whispered in her ear um, like you know the next time that we have a whole day together and that your children are you know off at school or that kind of thing this is what we're gonna do like you're uh, you're you're going to not wear clothes the entire day and we every single time you get a rise out of me, we're going to take care of that. Like we're going to, we're, we're going to work through this body dysmorphia thing you have, or, or, or as far as you thinking you can't turn me on. And, and it did, and it was in, in my twenties and I, I had the utmost stamina uh, oh, yeah. as far as, and you know, different workout supplements helping with that, that too. But it was, I think it was like 10, 11 times that day of just different, different things we would, we would do to, to the point to where I was like, I'm going to make you say mercy. And that was kind of, I guess, our safe word for that day or starting out. And I was like, you're you're going to put this little red collar on and all you have to worry about the entire rest of the day is going to be fulfilling uh, each of our desires. It was, I enjoyed being dominant and, and like feeding the moment, but I, I still, like it wasn't like the story of Ode where it was all about me and, and, right. and that that kind of stuff. It was it was very much like we're going to work through this together kind of type thing, but it was done in a fun way. So I enjoy that.
0: It sounds like the hottest parts of power exchange. And I think this is, this is when I talk to people who have no context for a DS relationship and they're like, you like getting beaten. And I have to explain that it's not, he's not actually, or he or she is not actually above me. It's, we have an agreement to fulfill these desires in this specific way that we both happen to get off on. And I don't think it works if you're not like on the same page, but.
1: Well, it's kind of, one of those things too. It's a it's an oxymoron because to me the female has the utmost power in that. The relation.
0: submissive is always in control. The yeah.
1: Moment, yeah, the moment you say you don't like something, yeah. I, I'm done. It yeah. doesn't exist to me anymore. Kind of type thing. Exactly. So, it's it's one of the, If we're not both benefiting, I'm I have no interest in it. Yeah, same. When I read the books and, and saw kind of what she liked. Uh, I incorporated it into our relationship in a way that it worked for our relationship. Everybody's relationship is different. Everybody's dominance and this relationship is different. But the things that have been mainstreamed have not helped it at all. Fifty Shades of Grey is an abysmal. It's it's one of those things that you conversation would help a lot of it, but unfortunately we don't that much today anymore. i get
0: so much pushback from people and this <laughs> happened on our live stream just this past wednesday where i was like tony are you going to talk about this threesome ahead of time and then he was like oh maybe at dinner the night of and then and then a few days later he's like we were talking about it it's hot and i'm like yeah it's hot because the thing the thing that i think gets left out that people don't understand is that safety feeling safe lets it be hot it lets oh. you go to those places that otherwise you're too anxious and scared and all these other things for myself that was my experience i don't know if you A hundred,
1: well 100 percent. and and that's what i told her too is the moment you you know you're not safe for this or whatever you say mercy and take the collar off and then we're back to how we were like it's it's just that clear state. and it's it's really easy to me i guess but at the same time you have people that consume things specifically for themselves and, and yeah, yeah, I guess in your position, you know better than others as far as like you you having to tell people not to hit on you and stuff now, and that's unfortunate. But with what you do, it's-
0: oh, they can hit on me. They just probably do a bad job, and I'm gonna tell them. <laughs> what? So what? <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> they just can't share their fantasies. I mean, they can, but like I'm not gonna respond well. And the fact that anyone thinks that's a good idea is so deeply baffling to me. Like a stranger. With a private account with no photos just texts me out of the blue and thinks that i'm going to get turned on by that like i just don't understand <laughs> well
1: every other media they consume is is for themselves and yeah. so that's that's it's like it's all they know but yeah. and then you go out and you know interact with the real world and you have to hey uh you have to actually like talk to people and get to know what they want to actually do relationships but it's i i don't i don't envy your position i i guess i i i uh, I feel sorry for even some. Ways oh, I just and, tell and people others, if
0: they're gonna try to treat me like a sex worker, they need to actually pay me lots of money first. <laughs> well, <laughs> no one has yet, but <laughs> like duh. Well,
1: I, I know probably growing up in the way I was too. I, I just I, I tried to be different from other men, so I can't speak to all men. But there is ways of saying you're attracted to a person to where it's still about them and not just about how you feel about their appearance. Like yeah. that's like you're allowed to talk so- to someone because you feel that they are attractive. But you should also want to get to know them as a person, not just to feed your level of attraction. It's not. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Um, The people that are.
0: I want to tell you a story. No, just the last guy that I was fucking back in June, he, I would, I love sending nudes. And so I would send him nudes and he, his responses were always about himself being hard or I'm going to touch myself. It was literally always in first person and it was only about his own penis and his own physical response. And I was like, Hey. I will get off on your response more if, if there's an exchange happening. If you are if you have a hard penis because you, you looked at me. Do you know what I mean? Like just You'd, trun- you'd like to be included in I'd something? I'd like to be included I mean, in the fantasy when I'm creating news for concept, you. So. I'd like to feel desired. And so trying to explain to self-centered, and I'm sorry but I've only experienced it with dudes so far and that's not to say that like straight dudes are all like this because they're not but I would say overwhelmingly I just have the experience of a lot of guys have not had anyone point out to them that they don't think about anyone but themselves.
1: Right. Um, unfortunately, probably some of that deals with, you know, how you not, not only how you grow up with the conversations you have, but mm-hmm. like from the teenager time, you you have pornography and that's all about you. Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then having to expand your consciousness. I mean, some my my view of men, I mean, we never really grow up regardless of you know how, how we I don't think
0: I, any of us do actually i mean I, that's, that's fair I,
1: I, in, in my my particular aspect i mean i i wanted to be batman as a kid and then i i found the career that lets me most be like batman that i could ever i you know i, I show up in a you know quarter of a million dollar apparatus and break stuff and you know put fires out and that kind of, so i mean I, I get to be the closest thing i can be to yeah. batman so.
0: so before your wife it sounds like you were going out to meet people or where were you meeting them
1: uh it depends okay. i mean it was all it was all kind of different i like
0: i'm in met, the world uh,
1: yes okay um i met the 45 year old lady uh with the children that I, I talked about previously i met at a church function of all things uh,
0: oh that's what <laughs> i was gonna ask too because you talked about church growing up do you still go to church
1: uh, I haven't gotten to lately. Okay. um, Considering I work weekends a lot and, and that kind of stuff as well, and and with the the COVID and everything going on, right? Um, attended attended webinars and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. A lot of church services will stream now, which that's really lovely for 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 yeah. uh, current times. But yeah. Um, but during during that time was uh, around October as well. I, I I remember meeting her. I actually I worked with her previously, and it was kind of like a re. Acquaintance oh, uh, and, cool. and seeing each other, I guess, in a different light. I had worked with her and I, I had an attraction level at that time that I guess I didn't necessarily understand either. Yeah. But I met her afterwards um, and was at the ch- church function and had lost a bet, so had colored contacts in and was uh, <laughs> like a particular deplorable character that I didn't necessarily like. But I, I had a stigma with Edward and Twilight oh my gosh! Oh long, my gosh! Long time, unfortunately, but uh, being pale and having a very severe kind of face and and that kind of stuff led to character illusions. That's that, so funny. Yeah, but
0: wait, have you but, ever had sex as a vampire, like dressed up, <laughs> like with your colored contacts or anything?
1: Well, you're you're hitting my my shame a little bit. Oh uh, yes, I, I maybe talking I about
0: with, it will loosen up. You I have? I have
1: with the the contacts in before. Yes, that was that was a. Uh, very early 20s
0: experience okay Okay. i have a church question before you keep telling us stuff i haven't really been to church as an adult if you were to meet someone there that you're physically attracted to do you talk about the fact that you want to have sex and not get married like how do you because i'm such a rule follower so like if i'm doing church then i think i have to follow all the rules do you know what i mean i like yeah what do you do (laughs)
1: i'm i'm not a Big rule follower, I guess myself, so I can't, I can't speak to them. But a conversation, anyway, like it's gonna simplify your life. The, the way I think, yeah. I know nowadays, and thankful, I know it came from my, my time of high school, or that kind of stuff. I can't be everyone's cup of tea. Like yeah. I, it's just not gonna happen. Like I can't make everyone happy. It, I, I'm, I'm more, um, easier off, I guess, being, you know, certain people shot a whiskey than I am trying to be everyone's totally. cup of tea. So I, <laughs> I, I will have conversations that aren't necessarily comfortable ones. And okay. if the people are not comfortable, they will separate themselves from my life. And it, it's kind of, it's easier on me, I guess yeah. that way. And then trying to, it, it's a natural form of how people to me interact. So I would, I would ask them regardless. Okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm maybe not the best person to ask.
0: But how would you ask?
1: I would kind of do probably like any other date setting. I wouldn't necessarily do it at at church. No, I wouldn't Um, either. (laughs) Yeah. Unless you're really into that, I
0: guess. (laughs) It's a very specific kink.
1: (laughs) Right. I know we, it was, it was kind of a, Hey, I haven't seen you. That, that instance in my mind was, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. We should catch up and Mm -hmm. then led to catch up going to dinner. And then like, she saw me with the the contacts in. So she enjoyed that particular and it kind of led that conversation and what she needed that moment in her life, and I was like, "Hey, I, I am I am more than happy to fulfill that role if you like. Wow. Like, you just let me know." And then she kept my number, and then you know, a few days later, we started uh, started that relationship. So
0: fuck yeah. So other than that, how thorough do you get when you talk about sex with partners ahead of time? It sounds like you do talk about their likes and dislikes. You said you do it on that third date. Like, how in detail do you go? My
1: entire thing too is I like fulfilling fantasies. You know, whatever you have, like if you'll if you'll if you'll let me know about it, I'd be more than happy to, you know, try. I, I haven't come up against much that I didn't enjoy. I'm I'm probably not into like blood play or that kind of. It's not really my particular uh, other bodily fluids other than the normal ones i'm not really into but but you're not going to know that unless you ask and, and kind of start that conversation totally everyone's got a need for different things depending on how they grew up or how they were molded in their younger years it being, uh, liking rules is nothing to be ashamed about either like it's just it's just how you operate and yeah
0: but people make fun of you a lot when you really like rules it's my experience
1: people make fun of people for everything it's, it's true you know like i said that's how we show affection at the firehouse so but liking rules and being more maybe submissive in nature kind of would probably go hand in hand. And that's why you are that way. And you can, you can do finding out how your, your partners are, are going to be and, and realizing you're not a perfect fit for everyone is, is fine to yes. me. And, and that's part of the, the fun part of talking, talking to people too, is in my twenties. And like, I, this may not work out. And if, if men will put themselves like, worst case scenario like she'll she'll say no or you know hey get away from me yeah. um and then you're like eh, you know what i wasn't that person who shot away whiskey that's all totally. right
0: totally like, yes
1: as as men in today's world i don't feel like we go maybe through rejection as much as they used to maybe for lack of a better term or we do things via cell phone and stuff like that because it's easier it's okay to be rejected it's not the worst thing in the world
0: i like, get rejected all the time <laughs> yeah
1: I mean, it, you know, builds character, quote unquote. But, yeah. Um, it's it's one of those things to to find out where you fit into, you know, another person's narrative or that kind of thing. And if you don't fit in, then, you know, it's better to find that out probably date two or three than it is to drag on for six months. And then, you know, I wouldn't say waste time, but you know, devote energy to something that's not going to work
0: out. Absolutely. Do you have any other experiences from your pre-wife things that we should talk about, like specific things?
1: Um. I, I find that if you're good at what you do in your twenties with older women, they uh, I would say pimp you out to their friends. But it was it you was got during,
0: recommendations.
1: I, I got yeah. Uh, so <laughs> uh, it was it was one of those things to where, and I'm kind of on board with you. Uh, like uh, spontaneous threesomes, are work to me. I, I did like I've I've had two threesomes in my life, and one of them was completely planned out, and the other one was spontaneous, and the spontaneous one was not near as enjoyable as the as the one where it was pre-thought out
0: beforehand
1: so i also want to um, say
0: spontaneous ones can be great but you are but you are relying on a perfect combination of people that just come together and are somehow magically on the same page and it's not an, an i've experienced aversion and it's not the same as when you're on the same page ahead of time, because you don't know people's comfort levels. And if you're not comfortable, then it's going to be mediocre. And that's how people get left out. People get left out because there's awkwardness. So anyway, okay, so I would love to hear about your threesomes. <laughs>
1: well, the, the the first one was, you know, hot tub situation, like talking, being comfortable, that kind of thing, a couple glasses of wine in. And I, I didn't, It it wasn't my idea. So I was more intoxicated probably than i would have been had i known what the plan was right but it was one of those like we don't know if he'll be comfortable with it we'll just try to initiate it kind of type things so
0: wait they planned it did you did you okay they They weren't sure if you were going to be comfortable uh, so they sprung it on you okay i was
1: the the bystander i guess or the the
0: the uh prey the unsuspecting part of the prey
1: right okay uh, any anytime you're like older women it's, it's, it's. no i would praise probably the best word and and i didn't mind at the time necessarily i was learning a lot in my 20s it was wonderful yeah but the first time around like you have the the hot tub situation you have water in unexpected places and 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 intoxication necessarily too like it was one of the and if you have females that are not interested in each other as a man you better have a lot of stamina because it was uh, a lot of
0: energy that's a lot of yeah
1: yeah double everything sounds great on paper and if you I, I learned if you try to tell a room full of firefighters that threesomes are overrated, too, they're gonna blow. You, whatever. This, you
0: know. Of course, in public, but, in a group of friends, and I bet privately, if any of them ever like had a threesome coming up, they would be nervous about it and probably seek you out and be like, "So, dude, like, can you give me?" You know, like I feel like that happens a lot.
1: It's one of those things where when you say it, like, you kind of feel like a tool because you're like, "Oh, these threesomes are overrated," but but that one was in particular. I was like. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the funny thing was like no lube planned and then you, you're trying to do something like in a hot tub with no lube. With That's all the, And, you know, not necessarily pressure, but like I was not prepared. I Wait. Guess.
0: So they were trying to make the threesome happen inside the hot tub, not using the hot tub as like a hot, sexy place for a launching platform. <sighs> I, I
1: I, did not have any planning involved in this. Wow. I felt it would have gotten better. So I don't know. Yeah. That whole thing. It, it's one of those things where I feel like you, you watched a porn and you set your expectations and it definitely did not live up to those expectations but
0: um, okay what were the fun parts of that one or what were the worst parts of that one and then the fun parts of the awesome one
1: I mean it was it was enjoyable the funny part was like we we went out to dinner after that same same two people Mm -hmm. same couple like she was friends and like next door neighbors with her and all that and they got to talking apparently and thought this would be a great idea and you know I was involved in the conversation the second time around okay like like, what do we want out of this like what and and then got to say like I don't I don't mind but y'all gotta interact with each other a little bit too or are you comfortable with that like yeah. expectations were more set and like not, not that necessarily the first one was bad like i learned something from everything but totally the second one was definitely better like and all around involved was, was better can you but, give a
0: specific a couple of specifics of like why better
1: well lube was there for once <laughs> uh, god uh, and then like what was allowed and wasn't allowed you had clear expectations to to be met yeah. and like i knew some of the fantasies of because I, I i had never like Talked to this lady before the the second her neighbor uh, involved before that and never spoken to this lady before. I don't know what she likes, what books she reads. Like we haven't got to have that conversation. Like I have her to kind of to kind of be able to know and and to realize. So it was was one of those things I I like to prepare for things and and build things like around an event, which is probably where my dominant side comes in, as I get to plan and and make her the center of my attention. So I I had the ability to do that more as a result, and and the second time went off a lot better. Had you know, candles there, and it was more of an experience, and and different lubes and different things we could, and different toys that they could use for each other. Yeah. And, they could, and i like to bring everyone involved, and not just make it like about me and like how much it was just so much, so much friction burn the first time around. it just yeah. was not.
0: The- yeah oh man hot tubs are like weirdly sticky i mean anything with water like if you don't yeah. have the right well, like, people
1: don't realize when they're watching you know shower sex porn or that kind of stuff water like washes away a lot of natural lubrications yep. and if you're not going to supplement those you're not going to have a good time so
0: here's a question when it was sprung on you did you have a chance to have health and safety conversations like do you talk about protection with your partners or what are those conversations Ooh. like
1: you, you you know what that was the first time i got tested probably because we did not okay. uh, i uh the first time around me my intoxication level and that kind of stuff we, we did not have that conversation like we should have yeah. i the second time around during the dinner conversation that did come up i was i was very much like hey like where are we on on these certain things i don't mean to be like what what manner of protection should we interact that kind of stuff don't mean to take us out of the moment but at the same time like it needs to be safe for everyone involved yeah. too because if yeah, not being responsible like that was that was something I deeply regretted about the first time, too, was was kind of like, oh, man, now I got to go get blood work done and stuff like that, too. And, you know, yeah. so it, you can you can have a, a lot of and you have to unfortunately go over some of that conversation with a fine tooth comb. I, I know in your experience, you've you've had the backlash of, of some of that as well. And it's oh, unfortunate. Yeah.
0: I just want to say, in case anyone's a new listener, I have herpes in my throat because I had multiple health conversations with a partner who didn't ultimately understand what disclosure meant. And so even though he'd agreed to tell me if he slept with other people unprotected, he didn't. And oh, here's a question for you. Have you ever had a blowjob with a condom on? I have not. Yeah. So I didn't used to give blow jobs with condoms I, on because nobody does and because if i have a health yeah. and safety conversation and know that that person's not fucking other people and know that they came back with clear tests i feel comfortable doing that turns out you can pay for it
1: i have something along along the same line i didn't i didn't get mine necessarily that way but i have uh, what what they call fever blisters or cold sores which mm-hmm. is the same kind yeah. of strain of, of virus in mine uh, funny enough, comes up in times of stress and yes. heat, which is great considering my career choice. Um, but, where do you get
0: where do you get them?
1: I will get it right under my
0: eye. Here, oh, really? And okay. And it will
1: actually, okay. if if allowed to flourish, will actually like close up my entire eye yeah. and looks like I had one particular horrible camping trip, which is probably the reason why I became a firefighter with my family and in-laws that uh, gave me such a bad stress rash across my face that I looked like. Get him really off a character or oh, something of that nature was bad. But yeah. I have to be careful too because how that can potentially be transmitted and can they can get it certain places that they wouldn't want it either.
0: Yeah, if you're having an outbreak and you're near a vagina, HSV-1 yes. can get transmitted still. Exactly. I know a person who has it vaginally has hsv1 which is the cold sore kind i have hsv i have both i have hsv1 i get it just at the corners of my mouth and then hsv2 right. in the back of my throat but that's why i like well a,
1: a lot of people well, have it too yes. and don't necessarily they might not necessarily break out like we do but there's so many carriers that don't necessarily know as well it's, yep it's one of those things that's stigmatized that like if you if you really look into it it's it's one of those things i mean, totally. a lot of people
0: I also just want to talk about it a little bit more because lately I've been been getting comments on the YouTube video versions of these that I post from some pseudoscience doctor who is, like, sending his clients to, like, write, herpes is completely cured from my system. So I just want to say, no, it lives in your nerve ganglia. Once you have herpes, it does not go away. Any kind, HSV1, HSV2, it, like, it, it may not you may not get an outbreak but if Uh, you are paying money to anyone telling you that they're removing herpes from your system it means they're lying to you and you're probably passing it on without knowing so pseudoscience
1: pseudoscience. well doctors in in general too like my my career we interact with some of that too and what you realize pretty quick is doctors can be dumb as well
0: oh so many doctors are like no you don't need to tell your partners because the psychological backlash is worse and that doesn't need to be that way so can you tell us a little bit about what married sex is like?
1: That has been a, a fun journey as well. I, I have, a, a I guess, the dominant side. We've gotten to that in a little bit.
0: Yeah, um, tell us about I your to, switchy, kinky self, I, I however it makes to, sense.
1: I had to learn more of a switch side. Mm. So with with certain things, like my, my wife is used to being a center of attention. She has her theater background and that kind of stuff. And I, I've gotten to where like I will use my same traits as far as like liking to, to set stuff up and that kind of stuff. And letting her be at the, the forefront or the, uh, the the main part of things. So I um uh, I, I like her being in the spotlight and I like being the second character or something that kind of that brings some of that stuff about. Can you
0: give so. us an example of like how you might set up a scene and then whatever you do?
1: So lately, just getting to spend any time together is, is one of those. And we, we have different love languages. I don't know how familiar you are with those. I'm
0: very but, familiar. Uh, I'm excellent. acts of service number one.
1: Yes, me too. Yeah. So I am a I am an act of service and touch and actually yeah. every every 90%. guy thinks they're yeah. they touch but touch is not like what they think it it more to me is like a I'm a snuggling or like a that kind of person not yeah. you know the act itself but but those are my love languages and she is very much like a, a creative type or a making memories uh, she doesn't care about gifts she she is. Uh, she likes words of affirmation but it's not her go-to same. so I, I joke about her all the time like naturally you're the most difficult one that requires the most preparation like you you i i tell people all the time you picked and I, her. I, I i joke about it quite a lot i'm i'm very aware to the fact that i married up mm-hmm. my wife is gorgeous and and i i appreciate that about her but at the same time like men or men at the firehouse look at her and they're like oh dude your wife's so hot and, and like yes but I put up with a lot of bullshit that you don't realize because she is attractive. (laughs) So, uh, and our, our, our sex life is not necessarily any different than that, but that's, that's fine. Like I, I enjoy, I enjoy everything about it. We've, we've gotten to the point lately where we're just happy to be back together and having, having sex too. And she, like she's gotten on some different medicines and stuff to help her with the passing of her father like that, that I can only imagine how that affected her and stuff as well. And antidepressants and stuff for, are interesting to adjust on your sex life anyway yeah. like all of that takes a little bit of getting used to but it's it's one of those things i went from being i guess dominant for lack of a better term to more of a switch with my wife she enjoys some some of that as well um, i'm i'm getting to where like, she's more comfortable with that side of me and i've told her more of my past that kind of stuff because i went from a like she knew me in high school as a completely different person uh-huh. then i kind of exposed her to more of like how i was in my 20s like hey like like you like this and this and this, I can do this if you want, but this is, this is my experience of it. Like, and, and, you know, she's been in tune to some of that as well. It's, it's something, conversations help a lot of stuff. I
0: was just okay. going to say, how much do you talk about sex?
1: All the time. Okay. Uh, and, and why wouldn't you? Like, I'm, I'm going to spend the rest of my life. I don't life know. Person
0: but a lot of why, people don't. Why,
1: I realize like, I'm not necessarily, everyone's different, but with my wife, I think, our third date after getting back together, I was like, because yeah. you have that period when you're younger where you behave yourself for about the first month and then you gradually start introducing her to who you are. And I, I'd had enough by that time to where I was like, hey, like, you kind of know me from back then. I've changed a little bit. I'm just going to let you know who I am entirely up front. And if you can't deal, like, I understand. I, I realize I'm, I'm a bit difficult to deal with and that kind of stuff, but I'm not going to do that whole behaving thing, for yeah. lack of a better term I'm just going to show you who I am and I hope you can deal and it, it kind of worked out because you know she's the same way like you she's used to having to temper herself and, and stuff too with how she is and being feminist in today's world and stuff like that she's used to having to downplay who she is for for men and stuff and like and work roles and everything else And and I can only imagine how that is and how frustrating that would be to not be able to be yourself in a day-to-day aspect and I told her right off like don't do that with me that's something we were able to do from the from the get-go and the basis of our relationship was based on truth and I, I try to carry that into every day of our relationship so
0: so can you tell us a little bit about the sex toys that you have do you have any do you use we, them
1: we do uh, we recently bought bought some actually that was a conversation we kind of had that uh, because she's so foreplay oriented and that and it feeds really well into that so yeah. Uh, we have the vibrating uh, ring that goes around me. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of we've used that a bit before, but we have other vibrators as well that are kind of to, to start that.
0: That ring, uh, does it have a? How do you turn it on? Is there like a switch on it, or is it like a remote control?
1: It's got a power button.
0: Okay. So, is it and, hard I, to I, push? Because I've only used the vibrating cock ring once, and like when he was done, I like was like I can't find the button. I can't find the button, and it was like still vibrating. And <laughs> he was like, turn it off. <laughs>
1: I, I love authentic moments. So yeah. moments during sex where you laugh or whatever is like, is cathartic to me. I love it. She's yeah. one of those that she's very performance oriented and, okay. you know, being theater and all that has built stuff into her head to where if it doesn't you know, necessarily work out exactly how it's supposed to, she's not necessarily in the same uh, mood I am. So okay. we've, we've worked through some of that as well to where we, we kind of understand each other to where like, it, it's okay. It's okay to like, this is, we're going to be with each other for, ever like we got we got to figure this out a little bit it can't be like this this magical thing or all the time or I, there's no way i can live up to that so like we gotta but um but oh
0: you can't be oh, perfect all the time okay I know, right? Disney <laughs> movies
1: lie to us like, right like i can't be what flint from rapunzel or... <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's it's one of like toys are really nice to to get to the same plane like she's very i, I take forever Whereas she is very sensitive, so it's it's hard to come together. Okay. And that's that's kind of a big deal. So we kinda of have to play on each other's strengths and weaknesses on that too. So
0: so she comes super easily?
1: Uh yes. After after foreplay, she can have Got multiple it. before I, I get mine, which I, I kind of enjoy too. But um it is one of those like I, I don't I don't like to take too long necessarily because then she has to result to like hands or her, her mm. uh, there's only so much lubrication down there that yeah. you can. do, So otherwise, it starts getting uncomfortable, and so it's ever evolving.
0: So your switchy, what do the? Are you allowed to dom her, or have you ever like edged her with like edge play or anything like that?
1: We haven't yet. I'm okay. I'm trying to slowly bring about more of that aspect of myself that, that necessarily that. She's because she, she's dominant as well, whether yeah, she'll yeah, admit it yeah. or not like she she is so and I can I can be submissive and be used in the right context. But like it, it's got to obviously be consensual. Yeah, I know yeah. you've, you've had that talk before with with other guests and, and I've, I've enjoyed that part of your podcast as well as far as like the nature of consent. But it is is one of those things to where like she like my dom side feeds really well into the foreplay aspect mm-hmm. of it. And then her dom side can be more of in the actual act itself. So uh, the couple, what, about a week ago or whatever, she we had been to a party and, and drank and so and, and drinking helps lessen some of her inhibitions and get out of her own head too. So uh, during the middle of that, uh, there's some rough talk. And then she smacked me in the face a little bit. And normally – I'm I'm pretty well into cues to where I would have caught that and or like I've I've never been hit in the face before to be honest so it was kind of one of those like surprising shocking moments and she bit her lip a little coyly and I was I was like I don't know if I'm into this or not like for one you surprised the heck out of me and, yeah and I love I love that ability anyway like I, I love because I guess I can beat linear thought and and guess the endings to to books and movies and kind of see how everything is pieced together that way. I, I like being surprised so that kind of fed okay. into it as well and then at the other, the the same time too was like a little bit of, of, of pain that kind of, so, so I don't know if that's necessarily something I'm into we might try to explore together. Or, okay. But just the surprising aspect of itself was kind of nice and she I guess, I don't want to say like realized what she did or the way it necessarily affected me and then kind of we went back into that moment but it's one of those like it will work and I, I it's kind of like maybe oxymoronic as well, too. To me, the dominant sub relationship will work better if it's completely kind of like you give each other your boundaries up front.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: The, the worst thing about sex and then a lot of people complain about in marriage is you get into a rut or a, yes. you know, a, a monotony kind of type thing. It's the same old, same old. And you don't want that in any, really, to me, any form of relationship, whether you're married or not, you don't want the same old thing day in and day out. Spont- spontaneity is, is healthy. So it is, it is one of those things, but you can still like have the conversation beforehand. Of like, Hey, tonight's a spontaneous night. We're going to see what happens. Buckle up.
0: I think it's really safe to have spontaneity take place inside your Venn diagram where that overlap right. is. I would much prefer a night where it's like, you don't know what's going to happen, but you're probably going to like it. I don't want to have to wonder all night long if someone's mm-hmm. going to try to poop in See, my mouth or, or, like, scratch me till I bleed or, you know.
1: <laughs> that That's something that I've, I've been careful to as far as my quote-unquote dom side or that side of me as well. You, you have to be careful. And that's probably what quit my proclivities in my 20s was, like, what I was doing, like, wasn't necessarily healthy for, for me or the other parties involved, even though, like, up front it seems like, you know, everybody was getting what they needed and, and that kind of stuff as well. But you're still adopting or or taking pieces of of this other person. And if you're not going to spend the rest of your life with him, that's, that's difficult to, you know, you're not, you're not doing anybody justice doing that.
0: As a curious person who reads a lot and likes to think, what porn do you like?
1: (laughs) I honestly probably started watching porn that was more made for women, I would say. And I did that starting out as, as why, like, I'm trying to understand, you know, what makes them tick, you know, and then, that, and then I kind of found, like, okay, well, you know, I, I enjoy this, too, for different reasons and stuff as well. I mean, you have your your quick fix, like, I got 15 minutes, I gotta, you know, I gotta get this done. Uh, I don't, I, I find I don't tend to like dominant submissive media type porn
0: it's intense to watch
1: and it's very one-sided too to me like you're you're not fulfilling her fantasy if she's crying or like like well maybe you are Uh, some
0: of it i like as a submissive is very hot i've learned that i don't like watching other people be hit either in real life or in video like i just even though i enjoy getting hits very much within a negotiated space like because i'm not present for the negotiations it's hard for me to be comfortable i'm not a Hit
1: person. Yeah. I can do some 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 playful spanking. Is probably the most, and that's that's probably separating aspects of my past as well. Like my my childhood being very violent in, mm-hmm. in certain aspects and that kind of stuff too. And going from you know one to ten really quickly in order to to shut some of that down doesn't translate well in my sex life as far as things I can't I guess separate the two and the emotion yeah. behind it. So yeah. I'm more of like a playful spanking or, or kind of type. I'm, I'm I'm trying to work in that whole. Uh, vibrating pant like panties thing and wearing them for the evening and like yeah that, that's they're the, loud greatest.
0: just as a warning oh, they're loud yeah see,
1: see depends I, on the one you, you get know these things right well. so more of like i like that whole little uh, voyeurism kind of or like out in public thing probably yeah. probably a little bit more than i should necessarily but
0: we talked about park stuff earlier but specifically
1: i've had you know a couple times in the park you have to be pretty careful in today's world, and because of my job, if I have anything sort of on my record, oh, uh, like yeah. and it is very much the uh, crux of what can end your career if you're not careful. So, kind of bring that more into like the mind game kind of type play more than I would, you know, actually out in public or stuff like that. I, I, uh, I I'm done more in my twenties when I was carefree and and arrogant. Like where? I, I'm a big like out in nature kind of type guy. I like, you know the. Air hitting your skin, and, and yeah. that's that sort of thing is, is very nice. I, I live out towards the country, so I got like a little creek kind of mm-hmm. close to our house, and I took a girl there once, and it was kind of nice. And uh, it ended up yeah, a thunderstorm when we walked home, and that, and you know, white shirt on kind of type. Lovely little, little moment. I mean, you can't write
0: this. That's stuff, so man. romantic and yeah, hot. Like
1: maybe we're going on vacation pretty quick. Maybe we can get back to that. That'd Ooh. be nice.
0: Could you do something or would you be interested in doing something like a sex club or sex party, whether you knew the people there or not? Is that something that would appeal to you and your wife?
1: Maybe. My okay. my wife is probably more open with that than I would be necessarily. She's, you know, found some camaraderie with my, my firefighter bros outside of work and stuff too and drinking at their houses and talked about, you know, strip club or something in that future. Ooh. My wife is one of those that she had her, you know, quote unquote, college phase that still not sure it's quite died yet or not. I, I don't, I really don't think so. I don't think you necessarily grow out of that, but, I don't think that um, either. but if she wants to bury her face in, in any of that, I will, I, I'm, I am a, a watcher okay. and not necessarily like, you know, not in the creepy way of masturbating in the corner type, but right. I, I like, I like watching and analyzing and, and how could I make that pleasurable for her later or there, that kind of stuff. So okay. if I can, I, I, I can probably come off as the creepy guy in the corner if I'm not careful, since I'm a little bit more stern and 40 years old at heart, apparently. But I, am, I enjoy watching her have fun in other aspects. And she's, we've not brought that into our lives as of yet, but perhaps in the future someday we could, whenever she's less
0: in her own head and able to. And when it's very, very, very safe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like its You have time to think about it. Do you have sex dreams?
1: I have had very few in my life. Okay. I can only remember probably a couple, one of those, you, you uh, probably uh, the awakening, so to speak of, you know, when you are a, a teenager and you're like, Hey, all this makes sense now. So that <laughs> like, and then reoccurring dream, probably growing up of not so much a sex dream, but like what general day to day life, like what my wife would be kind of type. Mm. And I don't know if that was, I, I've been a romantic for so long. It's sad, probably really depending on who you. Are.
0: So what, hopes goals dreams or fantasies for your future sex life do you have
1: it's constantly just like every other aspect of my life like how can i do this better how can i make her enjoy this better or that kind of uh, yeah so we'll 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 be evolving until you know we're old old age and hope to hope to have a vibrant thriving sex life then too but
0: oh i hope so is there anything else about your sex life that you need to say before i ask the wrap-up questions
1: uh it is i i guess i would say that it's it's okay to constantly be changing Mm -hmm. Uh, in my experience like that that's the nature of life anyway i think people get caught in their own narratives or their own like i I built this character in my head of how i'm supposed to be for my entire life and it it you know got me through high school or got me through so i'll just carry that that character throughout for the rest of my life and that's not really to me, doing yourself any favors at the rest of the day. I'm I'm also blessed in the fact that every single shift I work, I get to somehow come outside my comfort level. Yeah. The fireside of things is really great for for making you being comfortable with being uncomfortable and live a better life. Yeah. In my experience, when you're uncomfortable yeah. in the moment, and then you'd be surprised uh, what one uncomfortable moment leads to in future times be comfortable with. That's
0: how so, we grow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that,
1: that's, that would be my, my probably advice to myself too, if I could go back and give my, you know, 17 year old person. That's the
0: question. <laughs> Come on. Uh-huh. What is it?
1: So, so to, to give my 17 year old person, you know, a word of advice, like, first of all, you're not living your actual self. Most of the small things that we get trapped up in, in uh, on our day to day lives are for people that a, we don't care about and B that we may never even see again. So what's the point? So if you can, live the life that you're most comfortable like looking yourself in the mirror let's try that and let's try that like one little thing at a time
0: fuck yeah kurt thank you so much for being on this pod